hello. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Fake Headlines Podcast, episode number 44. Terrific. I don't really have anything to talk about. I don't either. Um, Well, that concludes our show. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. Check us out on Fake Head Pod over on Twitter or Fake Headlines Podcast over on Instagram and Facebook, and we'll see you next week. Okay. Bye. Just kidding. Oh, we're back. That's not how that works. Welcome to Fake Headlines Podcast, episode number 45. No. Oh. I thought we're just going to knock a bunch of them out. I misread the uh, the format. Surprise, guys. We're just trying to play a little catch up. I hope that's cool. We did miss that one week, so we're trying Uh, to catch up. And yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Episode 44. We've only missed two episodes in our 44. Yeah. Right? yeah, well... No, techni- I guess we missed three. Technically three. We did. We missed three episodes. Because one time I was really sick and I lost my voice. Yeah. And... And then my dad died. Sorry to, so sorry to bring it up again, guys. Here sorry. we are again. Took two weeks. Great. For that. Cool. <laughs> it's okay. Well, if this is your first time listening, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> welcome. I like to start off strong and then mention something sad and bring it right back down and then try to dig our way out of it. And then really confuse you with thinking that the episode had suddenly ended and you're looking at your iPad or your iPhone and looking at it or whatever device or you're listening to. Android device. Or perhaps. Android device that you're listening to. You know what? I looked at our stats. Like our, <laughs> like our hosting, uh, I guess we'd call your hosting company Simplecast. We right, go with right. Simplecast. Mm-hmm. They're a good good company. Yeah. Uh, check them out, simplecast.com. Uh, use offer code fake headlines podcast for no offers whatsoever. You're not gonna get any discount. Just not, tell them not a thing. Tell them we sent you though. Yeah, tell them the Dylan sent you. <laughs> but we're very important. <laughs> they will take your call immediately if you mention us. Yeah. Uh, um, send an SOS, maybe a fax. Um, <laughs> yes. They'll be into that. Yes. Please fax or just print out something on a dot matrix printer. Yeah. And if you uh, can, make uh, a paper airplane and fly it to California. If you could rattle something out in Morse code, uh, you know, I Do think it. that's well received. <laughs> well received. No, what um, but anywho, um, <laughs> Simplecast gives you some analytics to look at about your shows, and it can break down uh, types of uh, devices, or not so much devices, but it, no, it does. It, it does give like some device and some uh, app information as to what people are listening to your show on. Which is really interesting. I'm not really sure how that benefits us as podcasters. I don't either. It's not like you can, like, f- like okay, let's have a big campaign t- for people that use chromebooks right yeah i don't know it gets weird but it is interesting but there have been a handful of people and i'm talking maybe less than six people Mm -hmm. that have used a blackberry to listen to our show Uh, how is that possible what how what are they what was the latest one was like 2007 eight? maybe I, they may still be around i, I think don't they were know. around when we first started dating so i would say at least 2007 that's true because when we first started dating i had the and lg envy touch phone which was not a smartphone but it had a touch screen and Mm-mm. i thought i think you had something before that I don't oh. think you had a touch phone. Well, I upgraded to that at some point. Uh-huh. And I thought it was the bee's knees until I realized it was not a smart device. <laughs> Welcome to Fake Headlights Podcast, where we talk about our old phones. Old technology. This is Old Technology Corner with Kev. Uh, coming up next, want to talk about a uh, LaserDisc player that we had at, growing up. Yeah. And uh, perhaps a beta machine or two. Cool. <laughs> but I thought that was so weird that in 2019, yeah. someone's using a BlackBerry. 
Yeah. Like there's other, there's so many cheaper options. There's so many more efficient options. Yeah. Like I can't like, we, we have a couple of old iPhones kicking around like an iPhone four, maybe an iPhone five. They work terribly and they're not that old really. They work great as Apple remotes and that's it. That's about it. That's they're serving out their retirement working for as remotes. Yeah. But that blew my mind that someone was still using a BlackBerry. Again, it's only mm. six because I believe probably when they try to get up to episode seven, the, I think the device probably just crashed. Exploded. Like, how could that possibly? Yeah. Like, I wonder what they listen. Like, did they download like Real Player 7 to listen to or, <laughs> our show? <laughs> or they, they programmed Winamp on there and then downloaded our show into Winamp, I think is how it worked. It shows up in newspaper form. <laughs> Like somehow. (laughs) Again, the dot matrix printer will then print out Mm -hmm. the episode transcript. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's very efficient. Blackberry for all your office needs. (laughs) This episode is brought to you by Blackberry. Both the phone and the fruit. The the fruit. Yeah, I meant the fruit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't mean the advice. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, just uh, eat blackberries. Not yet quite in season, but you'll love them when they are. (laughs) 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 <laughs> okay all right well uh, this is fake now headlines that we've podcast. Covered that. uh welcome to the show perhaps you're checking us out on podcoin a new app that we've just recently uh, joined and uh anyway whatever you're listening to us on this is fake headlines podcast the the concept is we each have three headlines uh-huh. but only one of them is real uh-huh. and we're going to talk about the headlines we're going to talk about what we think the story might be about and then we're going to try to guess which the real article is Oh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm very excited about this. It se- it seems like you are. I can tell by your body language and, uh, that's about it. I'll be honest. I, I'm very cozy right now. I like to podcast all, all cozy. I have tea. I have water. Um, this evening it's peppermint tea. I have my cat. She has snuggled up with me because God forbid I do something that doesn't involve her. Um, so, uh. Yeah, this is a cozy situation. I'm looking forward to it. You're also wearing a giant sweatshirt. Yeah. What is this called? A snuggle? I think it's called a snuggle. It's kind of like a snuggie, but it's like an actual sweatshirt. So it has like real sleeves and a hood, which is great for me because I'm always cold. And like Sherpa lining or something, isn't it? Yeah, it's terrific. Yeah. You look very cozy right now. I am. I'm wearing my usual jean cutoffs and a tank top. That's what I wear. Yeah, and a tuxedo jacket. So and, yeah, and a tuxedo jacket. Yeah. I just I don't want to be too cold. Mm-hmm. But I also feel like when you dress classy, you project classy image. Yeah. And it's uh, just for the job you want. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> what job do I want when I'm wearing cutoff jeans and a tuxedo jacket? I don't know. A dancer. <laughs> uh, a magician. I feel like a. Like a magician at a uh, carnival, yeah, or a for or a uh, county fair, mm-hmm. county fair magician. That's that's my, uh, as best described my wardrobe. I kind of think that maybe you work some sort of toll booth, um, <laughs> because you really can't see the lower half of your body. You're wearing jean cutoffs. That's true. And um, but the top part, you're you're wearing an outfit mullet. You're like <laughs> right. You're right. Business on top, party on the bottom. Party, to party below. Yeah. And that's what my shirt says, party below, and there's an arrow pointing down. Mm-hmm. So it's... <laughs> All right, let's get to these headlines, Tiffany. You're gonna oh, read, yeah. You're going to read your uh, headlines first this week. What do you got for me? I hope you're ready. Ugh, I'm ready. This is very exciting. Headline number one. 2020 Worldwide Leapfrog Competition to be held in Tokyo. 
2020 World Leapfrog Competition. Worldwide, yeah. Worldwide Leapfrog Competition. To be held in Tokyo. Okay. In Tokyo. Headline number two. Man creates indoor pool by purposely flooding his basement. Oh, God. Man creates indoor pool by purposely flooding his basement. This seems like such a terrible idea. I don't know, man. Bring your sunscreen. (laughs) (laughs) Because of the mold that it's going to cause? Yeah. Oh, God. Sure. Uh, Headline number three. Archive shows medieval nun faked her own death to escape a convent. Archive shows medieval nun faked her own death to escape convent. Mm-hmm. Okay. One of those is real. One of these bizarre headlines is actually real. Let's, yeah. right, let's get it's to the real. bottom of this. Yeah. It's real. It's real. It's real. So 2020 worldwide leapfrog competition to be held in Tokyo. Yeah. I have one question for you. Yeah. Is it a leap year? I don't know. Is it? <laughs> I hadn't. I didn't think about that. <laughs> I don't recall them mentioning it. Hashtag leap year leap here as the is the official Twitter. Yeah. Hashtag. Well, was the last leap year in 2016? Can I? I'm gonna look. Yeah. Why don't you look it up? Yeah. I don't. I don't know. I don't keep uh, track of leap years. Okay. Uh, but 2020 worldwide leapfrog competition. This involves human beings, right? Not uh, yes. actual frogs leaping. Yes. Or is it a combined? frog human no it's it is uh it is a leap year 2020 is a leap year yeah that's fantastic um that must be why they have it you know what what i really took a leap of faith in guessing that it was a leap year yeah you see what i did there yeah oh tiff we're having fun we're having fun oh what a good time hey it's um yeah it's it's just people it's people <laughs> that's also their their sub uh like it's a leap year then it says it's just people <laughs> <That's our> slogan <laughs> yeah um yeah so it's uh yeah it's people in a leapfrog competition and i think it has to do with like so in, it's athletic so <laughs> it's athletic <laughs> i don't know what you've heard but it's athletic <laughs> it's not all fun and games like when you were a kid that's what i see like the commercial you know how like the commercial there's like commercial people like leapfrogging and they turn to the camera and they go it's athletic yeah thumbs up uh-huh <laughs> so there there must be like various uh challenges involved i would assume in the leapfrog yeah i think they judge them on on uh different it's like they have a scorecard that judges them on different types of things like yeah. like distance or um Difference Height? in size of partners, or <laughs> there's like a this is the, a leapfrog uh, competition, nothing the, else. <laughs> the, coming up next in the fat skinny competition, we have uh, <laughs> we have <laughs> we took that in very different directions. <laughs> um, yeah, so yes, and then so distance, size, and partners. <laughs> what do you mean by size and partners? <laughs> penises penis size why would that be important uh, is this nude it's not is it nude uh, <laughs> leapfrogging <laughs> no it's just it's just the way that sounded it, <laughs> it sounded like 
penis partners. I mean, size and partners. Penis partners. <laughs> Coming up next, penis partners. I'm sorry. On an all new Fox Sunday night lineup. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, distance, size and partners. Um, they have an age group. So they have, uh, you know, anywhere from uh, like four years old all the way up to. Um, like senior citizen. Senior citizen. Yeah. Oh, that's going to be difficult. Yeah. So, um, well, sometimes senior citizens are very um, athletic. Not yeah. all of them are feeble. That is true. You know, that is very and true. it's worldwide. So different cultures, different um, uh, uh, techniques. <laughs> Healthier people. Healthier people. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm still stuck on the size part. Like, a, oh, I'm sorry. Like the real, like a really tall person, and then like someone over six feet, someone under four feet. They yeah, have to partner up. Yeah, and train. Yeah, for months to get to which the, is super fun. I think. I think so too. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if there's like a, uh, like a floor routine leapfrog where they're like mm-hmm. do some kind of <laughs> like, leaping um, over each other. Yeah. To to music. Yeah. And I, I do want to point out that the Olympics are also that year. Oh. In Tokyo. Oh, really? So I, they have petitioned to be a part of the Olympics, but they haven't been able to succeed, unfortunately. Because <laughs> it's so silly. Uh, you know, one of my favorite uh, leapfrog artists uh, growing up in the 80s yeah. uh, was uh, Leap and Lanny Poffo. I don't know who that is. Uh, professional wrestler, Randy Macho Man Savage's brother. I have one of his Frisbees at home. Oh, the Frisbee. Frisbee guy. Oh, it's the Frisbee. Leap and Lanny Poffo. That's terrific. <laughs> uh, I also, so I was thinking about like a floor routine where, of leapfrogging and then thinking about what kind, what songs they would be playing. Yeah. Uh, the first one that comes to mind, obviously, is Van Halen's Jump. Mm-hmm. I could see some leapfrogging mm-hmm. happen to that. Um, but that's the only one I can think of. I thought we. Oh, could- <laughs> that's it. That's the only- okay. Um, well, I think that. Um, jump, drive, and whale. There you go. Perfect one. That's a good one. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jumper, third eye blind. Yep. That's a good one. That's to- a that's a really terrific one. It's a real downer, but it's uh you know what about uh what's that song from the fifties? Uh, it's something about let's let's go to the hop. Let's go to the hop. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Let's go to the hop. <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. I think those would be probably the main mm-hmm. main songs. Yeah. I there's so many, you know. Yeah. Um Jumpin' Jack Flash. Uh by Rolling Stones. Oh, I, I'm not sure of that not one. A big sto- you're not a big Stones fan. I am not. That's okay. Yeah. I'm not either. I just know some of their hits. I I my musical musical. My my musical knowledge is not as extensive as yours is um, because of, I don't know, that like I listened to whatever my parents had on. Yeah. So. Well, so did I. And that's why that's why when we were making dinner tonight, we listened to Possum Dixon. Yeah. <laughs> A favorite in the Dylan. They loved it. Yeah. Their favorite 90s band that yeah. no one's heard of. Yep. Check them out. Possum Dixon. So cool. <laughs> yeah. So do you, okay. Do you think that you would want to be on a team for leapfrogging? No, I would not want to be. Um, I don't know. Like I cannot, uh, it's probably been 
close to 40 years since I've leaped. <laughs> since I've took, taken yeah. a leap. <laughs> um, and, and I do want to point out that it's not just like a pair of people. Oh, okay. It's it can it's like a team of people, so that's part of the competition oh. too. Like you can have a, you know, pairings. Okay. But then you also have, like, say there's like a. I don't want to use this word because it's weird, but oh, like please like a, use it. A train of people. Oh. Okay. So like it's like a. So penis size does matter, is what you're saying. Sure. <laughs> Usually, uh, um, it doesn't. Um. It does. I don't know what the right answer I here is. It's you mentioned penises earlier. I, just, <laughs> I brought it back. That's all. Um, <laughs> that might not stay in there. That's what she said. Um, <laughs> uh, what was I saying? Oh, so you're talking about a human train. Yeah, of like leapfroggers. So you mm-hmm. might have anywhere from two people to like ten people. So it's like a floor routine, like with gymnastics, where they're leaping frog. Gotcha. It's cool. That does sound fun. It's so cool. You know, also I imagined like a like an evil Knievel type leapfrog where it's like somebody, there's like ten people and then they run up and like leap over mm-hmm. all ten people at once. Yeah. So they have a yeah with like the team of people. So like if they have like the size difference people. So you have like, you know, maybe a bunch of like smaller individuals lined up on the team and then like the person with like the longest legs is going to like leap over them like evil can evil style but like <laughs> wearing the same outfit he would wear yeah of course those yeah. tassels you got to have a helmet yeah. and tassels yeah it's aerodynamics yeah. 101 do we <laughs> yeah i like this idea of the leapfrog contest yeah like, it's when was the last time you leaped you left somebody like it's you had to have been like five, right? When did when did we stop leapfrogging people? Um, Unless you're a professional wrestler. Well, I was trying to think people. if I had ever if we did anything like that in like acting class or anything, but I don't think we did. What about during your brief weird stuff professional wrestling training that you had? Uh, I don't recall doing any sort of leapfrogging. You were just doing some. Flat it was back a lot bumps. of it was a lot of flat back bumps mm. and just perfecting not slamming your head against the mat. Ooh. Yeah. 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 I was good at that. I bet you were. Not slamming my head against the mat. <laughs> uh, I, was, I was good at... Avoiding... Avoiding Head that. trauma. Head trauma. Yeah, very it's important. very important to me. Very important. I yeah. appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is also happening at the same time as the Olympics. Do you think maybe people... Yeah. Would you be disappointed if you thought you had Olympic tickets and you wound up at the LeapFrog contest instead? No. I think that would be so fun. I think I'd be more excited about that. Yeah. It's worldwide, too. So, like, there's different... You know, every... There, there's a history of leapfrogging. So mm-hmm. it goes back to, I want to say like the 11th century or 16th century. Like they found evidence where every country has like their own, uh, they, they call it something else. It's not just leapfrog. Like, oh, okay. like, um, people in Japan would call it something else that translates to right leapfrogging. It's like the same game. Same idea. But yeah. it's, yeah, it's a very ancient, um, game that's played worldwide which is really interesting to bring all these cultures together and uh um have a actual competition this isn't the first one Uh, well i wouldn't assume it was yeah yeah well how did so the leapfrogging game like how does it work as far as the game goes is there like a structure to it or did because i the times i did i leapfrogged somebody that uh i don't imagine i think it was just like a one and done situation i don't think it was any type of (laughs) 
It was a one night stand. <laughs> it was a one night leap. A one night leap. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't remember doing it for hours or there were like the, there being points involved or anything like that. Is there? I don't know. I when it's a a leapfrogging competition, yes, there are points. Mm-hmm. But just playing it. But it, yeah, and the child when you play as a kid, no, there's not jumping. any points. It's just it's like hopscotch. It's fun. You're not yeah, you're not keeping score. No. Yeah, there's not there's no. I don't know how to play hopscotch either. Yeah. Maybe that was a bad example. Maybe like jump rope. Th- that is a bad example because in high school you lettered in hopscotching. I remember your varsity jacket. It's okay to talk about it. You should be proud of it. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, I did. Okay, I did. (laughs) I I didn't make the track team to, to, you know, leap over hurdles. And so I turned to the next best thing, which was hopscotching. Yeah. Hotch. Hop scotching. Hot, hot, hot scotching. Hot scotching is what we're going to do after hot the show. Hot scotching. <laughs> Take um, the edge off we're the gonna, day. We're going to craft real hard with some <sighs> scotch tape. <laughs> yes, that's what I meant. Yes. Not and, a hot uh, scotch beverage. Yeah, so I I did. Yeah, it was a big thing. Yeah. I mean, you, you were... These legs, they get me places. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always on a journey. <laughs> you can be too. Well, I'm going to leap to the next article. Yeah. <laughs> oh, come on. So good. So, so good. Uh, man creates an indoor pool by purposely flooding their basement. Mm-hmm. That sounds so gross and bad idea times. Not if it's like a finished basement for this purpose. Oh, so this is like a thing that can happen... And it's okay. I think well, so. There's no damage involved. No, I I think that I think that what happened was that this guy had um, an incident where his basement did flood, and mm-hmm. under um, sad circumstances, mm-hmm. and uh, so his partner made a joke about how oh well finally we got that indoor swimming pool i've always wanted (laughs) and so he was like oh well you're okay with this so um went ahead and a couple years later finished off the basement made it all secure and um lined it like you would a pool so now you have like a door that goes down into the basement and it's your pool that sounds kind of fun. Doesn't it? Yeah, I like that idea. It's like it's so cool. I was thinking of uh like just a f- like a dirty cellar floor. No. Oh, that's gross. Yeah, it's gross. No, 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 no. Like I wouldn't swim in our like we had an above ground pool when I was a kid and I wouldn't swim if there were too many daddy long legs floating in the pool. Yeah, well, that's logical, man. <laughs> that's Spiders a real Spiders are from the devil. That was a real wind. They could drown you. I did not want to get in that water kill you i saw one moth in the pool i'm not swimming today that was me (laughs) (laughs) that was my level of uh commitment to athletics growing up (laughs) Um, (laughs) yeah so he yeah he finished it off it was like uh like whatever you line a pool with that's what you do with his basement and made sure it was secure and uh reinforced the walls yeah because you don't want to you want to damage right yeah yeah Yeah. interesting so it's like a legit thing it's not just like 
well, I'm going to get revenge on my ex and flood the basement right. with some water. Goodbye, old toys and memories. Bye. <laughs> I do like this idea. This is kind of an interesting idea. Did you ever, like, uh, speaking, like indoor pools, did you ever know anybody with an indoor pool growing up? I, I didn't. I certainly, I don't think no. that thing existed. No, I didn't. Mm-mm. Like if someone had a if someone had an actual like in ground pool, I, they to me they were millionaires. That was a big deal. That was inc- that was an impressive uh, feat for the parents to have made. I'm going through my line of friends. I, um, we hadn't. I had friends that had a hot tub. That was about it. That seems pretty cool too. Yeah, we didn't have that. We had an above ground pool at my parents' house, and it was my uncle's pool who lived a few miles away in the, in the town. We lived more out in the country. And my dad, I mean, my mom helped to some degree, must've helped. Sure. But we were very little, so I don't think I was much help or did anything. Yeah. But they took down this pool at my Uncle Max's house in town, hauled it out to the country and they built it. He just like built it back up. So we had a like. How did you do that? <laughs> like that is incredible. I would think that once the the pool had fallen down, it would not be able to. It would be Humpty Dumpty. Do you know what I mean? You can't put right. it back together. But my parents did it somehow. Yeah. What geniuses! <laughs> <laughs> you come that's, from a long line of geniuses. That's like expert level engineering right there. That's yeah, that's yeah. so impressive. <laughs> like if someone told me, "Hey, take down this pool and build it back up somewhere else," I would just run away i would just <laughs> i would just drive away <laughs> or start a new life i would never put water in it and just assume that you know what it's fine I, yeah. it's now it's an elaborate garden uh, you don't have to worry about <laughs> yeah the water ever leaking out that didn't have like this pool lasted for like you know i don't know we had it for maybe 15 years maybe yeah that's it was pretty impressive cool. that's yeah. very impressive didn't have to flood the basement just had an uncle who didn't want a pool anymore I've never heard of anyone uh, rebuilding a pool like that before until you told me about your parents doing that yeah, when you were a kid. It's so impressive. Yeah. It's cool. It's um, it's a very uh, reduce, reuse, recycle sort of situation, yeah. which is terrific. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's, yeah. But thinking about flooding the basement like that, that seems like a kind of a neat idea where you could just kind of have like an ad hoc pool. Obviously, you'd have to make sure you... Like, did you move the couch out before you start filling up the pool? <laughs> like, All right, we're good. Because I would assume you would want to keep, uh, you would it would be a functional room to mm-hmm. some degree, unless it was like a, a smaller area that could, you could fill up and 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 drain at will. Well, it's it's at the basement of a house, so it's you know it's a good amount. Yeah. You know. So it's not like a permanent thing, right? Is this is what no, this, it's permanent. It, yeah. Okay, it is a permanent thing. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. It's not. Yeah, it's it's like a. It's like a hidden feature of the house. Okay. So, you know, at one point it was a normal basement, but they had to go through like, gotcha. you know, permits and, and, uh, different, um, you know, engineering techniques to make sure that it was safe for the house to be, uh, on top of this. But it it was, you know, basically go under the house and you have a pool. That's so cool. And, um, you know what that just reminded me of? Do you remember we watched the show? I think it was on Netflix recently. We watched a show about strange homes and there was a house in Las Vegas that looks like a normal house. Oh, the bomb shelter house. Yeah, there's a bomb. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, there was a bomb. So this house in Las Vegas, there's a a bomb shelter. Oh, so it's from the, you know, Cold War era. Yeah. Or, or earlier than that or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, 50s, mid-century-ish times. I don't know when bomb shelters were in vogue. But <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, underneath this 
perfectly normal looking house in the middle of a just a suburban Las Vegas, there is this underground bunker that was it just it looks like you're outside sort of the way it's yeah. the, way the walls are painted but it there's like a pool and there's a bar and there's it's, it's, this it's amazing like you're oasis. outside it's like this like yeah you you don't realize that that's what's happening yeah it's amazing so I, I guess it is kind of like that yeah. but it, i mean it's just you know there, there's proper ventilation and stuff yeah so this basically like you open the door and you go down the stairs and there's the pool there's the pool yeah. i like that idea quite a bit actually hmm would you, I think I would use that more than an out, well, I don't know. I kind of do, would like to swim in the sun once in a while. I would prefer to swim in the sun yeah. myself. Yeah. As long as it was, as I had a sunscreen and a tall fence. Yes. Uh, or, <laughs> or a tall leapfrogger to, or to block a, Yeah, the sun absolutely. For well, I mean, uh, I say a tall fence so that um, no one could see me. So I actually don't yeah. want any tall leapfroggers around. Gotcha. It defeats the purpose. I don't want them to see me. <laughs> That was great about the the last time we went uh, swimming was on our honeymoon when we were in uh, California and we were at a resort where there were, were hardly any people there for that week uh-huh. and we just were able to swim constantly. You used the term swim very loosely. Uh, what happened was that we would float around on noodles and uh, oh. the uh, resident flamingo. All right. Well. It was some doggy relaxing. paddling happening. There was some, yeah, yeah and I We're did some backstrokes. That All was right. nice, yeah. See? I did, you know, you and I had a leapfrog routine where we, we did. Um, jumped right into the, the pool and there was no one around. We didn't have to worry about splashing anyone. It was terrific. You, you jumped right over that uh, inflatable flamingo. It was very impressive. Yeah. I remember that. And there was, I think there was an alligator too. Yes. Uh, not a real one. Not inflatable, a real one. Inflatable, inflatable. inflatable uh, alligator. Don't want yes. people to worry. Don't want people no. to worry. And uh, the noodles were also pool friendly. They weren't spaghetti. <laughs> so um, you're just sitting on some a handful of hard uh, spaghetti. <laughs> no, this that sounded bad. What? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, this uh, I like how this person turned a terrible situation of their basement flooding into something positive. Yeah. By have installing a pool. Yeah. So article number three is I can't read my own handwriting. <laughs> Uh, an archive shows a medieval nun Fake faked her own death to escape the convent. Yeah. Wow. That's pretty heavy. Yeah. So it uh, must have been very serious. It must have. Like, why would she want to escape the convent? Because it's super boring. I think that maybe she felt like life was leading her in a different direction than the one she was kind of forced into yeah i hope it wasn't like a situation where she there was something bad that she was running from no Mm-mm. no just a wanderlust yeah okay. i think so yeah absolutely she was like you know what somewhere out there is my leapfrogging partner and yeah I'm gonna find him yeah i mean it's an archive so it doesn't sh- have like a a lot of and it's medieval so it doesn't have a lot of detail mm-hmm um, as to her reasoning, because she did leave after all. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, how would you fake? How would you fake your death? T- I mean, not in today in medieval times. Just well, the, yeah, then not now. <laughs> Tell me, just for insurance reasons, Tiffany. How would you? <laughs> like, if you were to do it, I mean, what ideas do you have kicking around? <laughs> 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 uh, mysterious cruise accident of 
course. It's always the that's way. The, that's the thing I would never one. do. That's why you're so resistant to going on cruises, isn't it? I just yeah. realized that. Yeah. That and I'm not a strong swimmer and well, I have a fear of drowning. <laughs> well, what if there were pool noodles there for you? I'd, as long as there was one for me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't, I don't need a, you know, a unfortunate iceberg situation yeah. where there aren't enough noodles to go around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need pool noodles. This pool is unsinkable. Unsinkable. <laughs> Uh, what were we saying? Oh, so how, how would I fake my death? How would I fake my death in medieval, in medieval times? times? Yeah. Um, would you, cause you? I would set something on fire. Like set a person on fire and claim it's that was you. Maybe. <laughs> Depends on how bad you wanted to get out of this convent, I guess. Yeah, I guess it. I'd you know I'd keep an eye on the um. Uh notices around town for who was to be executed for crimes against humanity and um maybe find one that had a likeness like me and then burn them yeah this is weird tiffany you uh, they don't <laughs> like you're really tapping into yours like mur- this murderous <laughs> side of you right now it's like, how would you murder someone? Well, I'd find a body. No, that looked like I'm not me. saying I'd, that. I would I'd light them on fire. No, I didn't say I'd murder them. It was that they... They were already murdered. They were already on their way to be murdered. You're just committing a, like a weird sort of uh, thing where you're burning a dead body already. Like you're bringing an already dead body. Yeah. Yeah. So you're just like desecrating I'm the dead. I'm not killing them. Right. I'm an ex-nun after all. <laughs> I have boundaries <laughs> in my morals. <laughs> what about you, Kevin? Well, I was thinking if there was some kind of like... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> here's how i would fake my death in okay. medieval times You'd I, find a... I would research different herbs that slowed the heart rate down and ingest them so people thought i was dead and then while i was laying in the coroner's office i would come back to life and i would sneak out and start my new life in tokyo as a leapfrogger that's perfect yeah i don't know if this medieval nun would have been able to make it to tokyo because i don't true no, Tokyo didn't exist then, probably. No, it existed. I well, think it, it wasn't. Was, it was just, it's not the Tokyo of today. Exactly. But medieval, and, you know, like Europe. Right. Trying to skedaddle yeah. over there. <laughs> That's a long journey. <laughs> that is a long way to go. I, don't, I think you only have to go like 30 miles away to start a new life in this time. That's <laughs> <laughs> true, too. You don't have yeah, to. Yeah, we're really overthinking it. <laughs> like, yeah, you just like one town over. Like, well, I guess they're done. I guess they're gone. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. I seem to be missing a horse. Oh. Also, Agnes is missing. That's weird. Uh, oh, well. <sighs> Agnes is missing. Agnes is missing, yeah. Agnes is a very medieval name for some reason. Yeah. I, I think subconsciously I I attached that to a nun also because of the play Agnes of God. Oh, uh, I was thinking of the band Agnes is Missing that I saw open up for Ned's Atomic Dustbin back in the 90s. Oh, did you? Yeah, they were pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> Agnes is Missing does sound like, you know what Agnes is Missing sounds like? It does sound like a band from like a TV show. It does. Like where characters are going, yeah. we're going to go see Agnes is Missing. They're at the Fremont Hotel. No way. Yeah. <laughs> it's the band that like the the oldest son on the show is is starts or something yeah so agnes is missing yeah she is uh 
she faked her own death by finding a body that looked like hers, burned it, and then pretended so then people thought it was her. Well, that's what I would do. That's what you would do. I would find an herb that would slow my heart rate down. Uh-huh. So people thought I was it's dead. Very Shakespearean. And then come back to life. Uh, come back to life. Come, yeah, basically. Yeah. And so we have very different takes on how we would fake our own death. Mm-hmm. So how would you fake your own death in 2019 is the question. Oh, this is terrible. Oh, I don't Let's not know. Talk about this. I don't I, want to talk about that. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it would be a lot easier to fake anything in the medieval times, right? Yeah, people are very gullible. Like having just like an ounce more of smarts, you were like... A, a genius. A genius, right? There's very little information out yeah. there. Yeah. So you could really uh, really trick people, I think. Da now Vinci, it's a little bit harder. Yeah, his, his engineering uh, works were just like... Yeah, the, he could have been like, right. I don't know. I guess this looks all right. Let's try this catabolic thing. I don't know. <laughs> like, think about the average person during that time, right? Like uh-huh. the, the stereotype that, that you it was medieval, but whatever. Right, but just it's a, it's a, it's a, it kind of fits the same sort of scenario. If you think about even in Da Vinci's time, mm-hmm. like most people were probably rubes that did, did not understand much. Right. I mean, not that we're geniuses now. We're also rubes, but uh, for someone of that time period to have this sort of genius level <laughs> insights like wow what a that's so it must be as shocking as someone who's super smart is now to us like wow that's impressive uh-huh. it must have been just unbelievable during that time period i think part of it too is that that again using da vinci as an example is that uh art and engineering and mathematics like you know famous scholars or artists like they all had that crossover capability of being able to think outside the box. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't think that as we've evolved as people, we do that as much anymore. I think we have much more of a solid focus uh, yeah. as to our skill set. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. We kind of stay in our lane. Yeah, we do. I yeah. hate that phrase. Well, we, we, uh, we, we don't explore other capabilities of our brain right like we we may have then you know what i mean yeah. so maybe so maybe it's a little bit more difficult to pinpoint the types of geniuses that we may have oh okay i don't know yeah that's interesting we may have geniuses that never live their full potential right yeah that's heavy man because they weren't provided that opportunity of right. maybe trying art and mathematics they were sort of trapped in a convent of their own design yeah and they were like you know what i'm out of here i'm gonna fake my death by taking these herbs i'm gonna take these herbs and then i'm gonna stuff them in this dead person's mouth and light them on fire and then no one will be the wiser (laughs) they can't identify it who am i kidding (laughs) see you later suckers and they pack their stick with their handkerchief full of their five belongings and hit the road jack (laughs) i like that your character in this scenario is like a like a weisenheimer (laughs) I'm I'm like really good. I'm gonna fake my own death. See, I'll show them. I'll show all of them. I'll show you, Agnes. <laughs> Wait a minute, Agnes is missing. Oh no! I'm gonna call and solve mysteries, <laughs> Mister Stack. Have I got something for you? Have I got a story for you? <laughs> Speaking of stacked, leapfrogging. Yeah. I don't know. Um, <laughs> so, Tiffany, you're trying to tell me that one of these three headlines is oh, actually yeah. a real story from, that you've 
These are all so bizarre. I forgot that one of these is real. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. I th- These are all so bizarre. <laughs> yeah. I, I, <laughs> go ahead. I think I want to go with Article 1, so the 2020 leapfrog thing. You think that one's real? I think that's real. That is a fake headline. Son of a bitch. Yeah. I do want to point out, though, that um, uh, leapfrogging is an ancient form of game. Like it, uh, <laughs> quick, quick Wikipedia. Like really? it's a yeah, late 16th century. Wow. Uh, they've been called by this name since at least the late 16th century. And then there's variations in France called leap sheep. Oh. Uh, Romania is mounting rack or goat. <laughs> Not mounting goat. That's a different game. Or goat. So oh, it could oh, be mounting rack or a mounting goat. Mounting rack. Uh-huh. Mm, okay. um, India has uh, horse leap. <laughs> horse leap. Yeah. I don't want to try and leap. I don't want to try and pronounce what the the Indian or Romanian well, Romanian is probably copra. Um Italy it's uh <laughs> uh small or baby female horse. <laughs> That's what it's called? Uh-huh. Small horse. Uh-huh. Want to play small horse? Or baby horse. That's such an odd... Like, why did? Why was this even invented? Dutch call it goat jumping. Like, hey, you know what I wanted to do? Why don't you get down on the ground? I'm going to jump over you. Like, it's just so <laughs> stupid. China calls it leap goat. <laughs> leap goat. Uh-huh. See, that's a common one. Interesting. I think uh, uh, the version as we know it is the only one that calls it leapfrogging. Really? Uh, Korean and Japanese... Uh, <laughs> Pile driving. Whoa, hello. Uh, which made me laugh because it's you know, that's a wrestling term. It so is. So you, it's funny that you mention wrestling. <laughs> uh, horse. You leap. know, I once watched Leap and Lanny Poffo get pile drived on the floor by Harley Race. Yeah. So, yeah. Well done. They were leapfrogging. They were leapfrogging. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that fun fact. That's Fun it. fact of the day. Leapfrogging has been around for a long time. Pile and it driving. is a children's game that has existed worldwide since the late 16th century. Hey, you want to go pile drive? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was fun. That is fun. Uh, so th- that's um, th- th- that's upsetting to me, though, because that one seemed like the most plausible of these three stories. <laughs> uh, all right. So my second guess is going to be... The 2020 Olympics are in Tokyo, though. Oh, okay. All right. Good to know. Go ahead. Uh, I'm going to go with the the basement flood. That is a fake headline. Son of a bitch. Okay. <laughs> so the real article is The Nun. Yeah. Archive shows medieval nun fake death to escape convent. Yep. Okay. Tell me more about this. <laughs> Boy, you got me good this week. <laughs> um. Okay. So this is from The Guardian. Um, I did see a couple of different versions from this from different major news sources, but I really like the headline of this one the best. Um, so archive, uh, archive shows medieval nun faked her own death to escape convent. Archbishop's register reveals how Joan of Leeds crafted a dummy of her body that was buried. Oh, I never thought of that. A dummy. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. We were thinking of burning burning dead people. I had to come up with something else so I didn't sound like, I don't know, I, <laughs> a dummy. Um, I guess I could have told the truth. What if you take a ventriloquist dummy and light it on fire? 
And <laughs> I, I was also thrown off guard. So I was like, I guess this is the best I could do. <laughs> um, Archbishop, Archbishop's register reveals how Joan of Leeds crafted a dummy of her body that was buried while she pursued the way of carnal lust. Oh, you rumspringa. <laughs> um, a team of medieval historians working in the archives of the University of York has found evidence that a nun in the 14th century faked her own death and crafted a dummy in the likeness of her body in order to escape her convent and pursue, in the words of the archbishop of the time, the way of carnal lust. <laughs> so once you were in a convent, you couldn't leave? Is that how that works? It must uh, be, right? Yeah. It's that sounds a, awful. It's a lifelong commitment to uh, that religion. To yeah, God. God. Okay. Yeah. All right. A marginal note written in Latin and buried deep within one of the 16 heavy registers used by to record the business of the archbishops of York between three, 1304 and 1405 first alerted archivists to the adventures of the runaway nun. And then it says to warn Joan of Leeds lately, none of the house of St. Clement by York that she should return to her house. So basically saying like this nun has escaped. She, someone needs to bring her back home. Gotcha. She left a note that just said me so horny. me run away a long time (laughs) Um, uh, so that note was written by archbishop william melton dated in 1318 a real drip this guy melton writing to inform the dean of beverly about the scandalous rumor he had heard about the arrival of the Benedictine nun Joan. Nun Joan's coming? Oh, God. Claimed that Joan had impudently cast aside the propriety of religion and modesty of her sex, and out of a malicious mind simulating a bodily illness, she pretended to be dead, not dreading for the health of her soul and the help of numerous of her accomplices, evildoers with malice afterthought, crafted a dummy in the likeness of her body in order to mislead the devoted faithful... She had no shame in procuring its burial in a sacred space amongst the religious of that place. After faking her own death, she he continued, and in <laughs> there's so many quotes in here, and in a cunning and nefarious nefarious manner, having turned her back on decency and the good of religion, seduced by indecency, she involved herself irreverently and perverted her path of life arrogantly to the way of carnal lust and away from poverty and obedience and having broke oh my poverty and obedience she broke it you mean she wanted to bang instead of being (laughs) poor and And, obedient (laughs) what a jerk and having broken her vows and discarded the religious habit she now wanders at large in notorious peril to her soul and the scandal of all her order now keep in mind this was all translated from latin jesus feels like it sounds like latin as it is uh did i bore you i'm sorry no it's just it's very uh no it's not you i'm just saying it's like a it's just a different time where it was so much so much more wordy yeah you know everybody sounded so much smarter (laughs) 
professor, uh, Professor Sarah Rees Jones, principal investigator on the project, said the story of Jones' escape, which she and her team discovered last week, was extraordinary, like a Monty Python sketch. Because <laughs> she did a uh, silly walk away from the Yeah, yeah she did, yeah, <laughs> after she left the dummy. Uh, the scribes did not record whether Joan was returned to the convent or not. Unfortunately... Uh, Oh, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. So I was going to ask you the so the she f- she faked being sick. Yeah. Right. Is that what they were saying? Uh-huh. And then the dummy body was found or whatever they are buried. Mm-hmm. So how did they know that? It sounds like she had help from right. people in the convent. Right. Yeah. So they must have. So, that, so there must have been some reason why these people would have helped her. Right. Like you wouldn't want to um, go against your convictions. Unless there was something, so to me it almost sounds Very like pressing, yeah. there was more to it than just ah, she got home. she wanted to be a lustful carnal blah blah blah. Like it sounds like she was escaping something that was pretty bad. So I would think that there was a reason for it for them to come together like that. You yeah, know? but I'm wondering how did they find out that she that that it was they realized it was it. a dummy. They, they realized so they did finally realize it was yeah. a dummy. Yeah. So they didn't, um, like the whole, okay, I gotcha. I was envisioning that the, she got away and then like they realized like we buried a dummy. Like, I didn't realize <laughs> it, like it, for some reason I had it yeah. got that far. I don't know why. Yeah. Yeah. So they, um, it was like a Ferris Bueller situation where yeah, like exactly. <laughs> they set up like a little tape player yep. thing, and like some, some snoring <laughs> a medieval happening. tape player, a medieval mm-hmm. tape player, mm-hmm. of course. Uh, back to my technology corner. So medieval tape players. Perfect. Um, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the scribes did not record whether or not Joan was returned to the convent or not, which I mean, I think is really important because we, the only side of the story that we know to your point of not really understanding the situation as to what extremes caused her to do this is that we only have one side of the story. We only have the side of the story of history that was recorded Mm -hmm. and we don't actually know what happened to this nun, uh, what her convictions were, where she went, where she ended up. Right. Cause it does sound like to me, like a sort of like a cover, right? Like you would say if you, if someone escaped and there was a, they had a, they had a good reason for it and Mm -hmm. you had people helping, Mm -hmm. which to me leads credence to that, that was the right thing to do. Yeah. The way to kind of uh, shut it down is to say, oh, well, it was scandalous. She was seduced by the secular sexual world. And it's like a way to like discredit and like cut me and not so there's no one else investigating what you were doing that caused this to happen. Yes. Yeah. It's so shitty. Yeah. Ugh. Cause he, I mean, they, um, what did he call it? Uh, seduced by indecency. Yeah. Uh, like it's, it definitely sounds like carnal lust. That's what it was. Yeah. It yeah. definitely sounds like there was like, there was something someone. Happening. Yeah. Um, something bad. Yeah. Uh, well not bad. It, it she, I think she discovered that there was an, a, no. new, a new life. Well, yes, but I'm saying that I think that this is the, the cover story from the church because they were they probably think doing it's something some, bad. They did something bad to her, and then they're saying, "Well, she left because she." Oh, she that's was, what you think? Yeah, that's oh. what I, that's where I'm going with this. I assume that she found love with someone. Well, that's very possible too. But, but maybe that's my. They'll listen to you, a deep murderer voice. <laughs> my thought is that because, like you know, you have these other nuns that are kind of disobeying what you know and helping sure. yeah so okay. to me to me they saw their friend being hurt by someone in that church and they needed to get oh. her out of there 
So they came okay. together to help her get out. So then the church's reaction I is, thought they were just romantics. Well, it could be too. I took it in a different way where, and then the church comes out and goes, well, she was, she got seduced by some blah, blah, blah. And it makes it so like no one investigates what happened there. They just go kind of like, oh, I get it. Yeah. Just another person that got horny and left, you know, and they just move on. Well, yeah. I, um, okay. I see your point. I, yeah, I definitely thought it was something more, um, like less sinister, I yeah. guess. Um, that she maybe um, found an opportunity to live a life that she chose Yeah. versus one where she was thrown into being sure. a nun. Um, and not that anything was sinister uh, was occurring, but that her sisters in her nunhood saw that she belonged somewhere else yeah. and, and therefore helped her escape to a life that she maybe was better built for yeah yeah gotcha um interesting how I, we both took that in a different direction because because i don't think that there would be um nuns who would help her without repercussions but i mean that i think that's backed on both sides you know what i mean right, like maybe yeah. you know if, on your side if uh, if she escaped for you know due to terrible things occurring or if she escaped because um one of them leaving to have a life that they chose either, you know, for romantic reasons or for, maybe they were living vicariously through her. Exactly. That's yes, Mm -hmm. exactly. Um, okay. Uh, the scribes did not record whether Joan was returned to the convent or not. Unfortunately, and this is really frustrating. We don't know the outcome of the, the case said Reese Jones. There are quite a lot of cases of monks and nuns who left their religious house. We don't always get the full detail or know what the outcome was. So it goes on to say a history of the County of York recounts how in 1301, a nun at the priority of St. Clement named Cecily met certain men at the priority gate, leading a saddled horse and throwing her of throwing off her nun's habit, put on another robe and rode off with them in Darlington where Gregory D. Thornton, was waiting for her and she lived with him for three years or more. (laughs) Often it is to do with not wanting to be celibate and leaving the religious house. This uh, applies to men as well as women in order to have a relationship and get married. So I think that's maybe I had that. Uh, implanted already in my brain. Yeah. Um, said Reese Jones. Many of the people would have been committed to a religious house when they were in their teens, and then they didn't take it all to the religious life. Oh, so it's like being in, it's like being in a, initiated into a gang as a teen. You can't get out. Right. Once you're in, you can't <laughs> get out. Uh, so they what they're doing is they're working to to uh, make all these books uh, written by the archbishops who was quoted. Um, talking about Jones specifically um, to make them available um, for everyone online. And they are being translated from Latin because a lot of them were left untranslated. Oh, wow. So That's yeah. pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Wow, I did not. Uh, I really thought it was the LeapFrog article that was the real yeah. article. Yeah, I hope that was interesting to you and it wasn't too wordy. <laughs> no, no, I didn't mean to. Okay. I just meant that the, 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 the way people talk then was so much more eloquent than mm-hmm. it is today. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's very Shakespearean where you're kind of like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you really have to focus more than like our current world of slang. Sure. So good job. You thank totally you. tricked me. Totally thank tricked you. me. Thank you. Thank you. Totally beat me. All right. Here are my three headlines. Okay. Uh, article number one. 
collar-feared, deranged man hugging a pillow in the cold, Minnesota cops say, but it was no man. Collar-feared, deranged man hugging a pillow in the cold, Minnesota cops say, but it was no man. Okay. Article number two. Comedy Central orders Spin Doctor's biopic parody after Bohemian Rhapsody success. Comedy Central orders Spin Doctor's biopic parody after Bohemian Rhapsody's success. Pick parody? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) A biopic. Gotcha. And article number three. New York City open mic signups jump 300% thanks to HBO's crashing. (laughs) <laughs> New York City open mic signups jump 300% thanks to HBO's crashing. I think you mean Leapfrog. <laughs> oh, you. Yeah. You are incorrigible. Thanks. <laughs> to crashing. Wow, that's... you. My handwriting is like... It looks like I was crashing when I wrote that. <laughs> it looks like an ancient uh, medieval scribe from a convent. In Latin. In Latin. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so what do you think? Collar feared, deranged man hugging pillow in the cold, Minnesota cops say. But it was no man. So a caller called an emergency line. Yes. And they thought that they saw someone. Hugging a pillow. Hugging a pillow, but it wasn't a man but it turns out it wasn't a man. It was no man. Was it a pillow? Hugging a pillow. There may have been a pillow involved, yes. But it was no man. It was a nomad hugging a pillow. It was a nomad. Nomad. It it was a... A bear? Bear. (laughs) A bear hugging a pillow. It was a a bear hug. (laughs) It was a bear hug. More wrestling duck. (laughs) (laughs) So what if you looked out the window or something? So maybe the person was driving somewhere, looked out, you know, just casually looking around in the Minnesota winter. As you do. And you think you see someone like standing there hugging a pillow in the cold that looked like they were deranged. You'd probably be like, "Mm, I want to check this guy out. Why don't you send send a patrol car by? What was it, a scarecrow in the field? Oh, that could be. It might be a scarecrow. And yeah. maybe uh, it wasn't a pillow. Maybe it was just like part of their scarecrow fill-in fell out. Yeah, that's it. which happened to be a pillow. Which happened to be a pillow, right? Because you, uh, yeah. like, you would use like a pillow, wouldn't you, for like a head of a scarecrow or something? At least a body or Like anyway. a sack or something, right? It's the same. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Why not? That could be. Would you have scarecrows in Minnesota? Well, yeah, you would have fields in Minnesota. Yeah. It's not always, it's not like a frozen tundra constantly there. Hey, Minnesota, if you would like to tell us more about your climate year-round, <laughs> you can hit us up on social media and also email us at fakeheadlinespodcast.com. No, fakeheadlinespodcast at gmail.com. There you go. <laughs> fakeheadlinespodcast at gmail.com. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so it could have been be like a bear going through like garbage or something. Maybe they thought it was like a person <laughs> going through. <laughs> and they happen to find a sack of feed. But wouldn't you tell, I mean, a bear and a human look very different. I mean, unless there's like a very hairy local. I, it's wintertime. You fur up. <laughs> That's true. Uh, yes, 911. Yeah, uh, old Harry Gary is down hugging a pillow outside, <laughs> outside the uh, 
Seven Eleven. Well, I was thinking like if you, you get those jackets and they have like faux fur on them. Yeah, like the hood has like this stuff. Yeah, or the collars. You know. Yeah, you're right. That would. <laughs> someone went back. Someone went out and they were you know it was so cold outside they decided to wear their Chewbacca costume. <laughs> that would be a good idea. That would probably be a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Today temperatures reached a wind chill of uh, 45 below zero. So uh, <laughs> right out there, you might want to pull out those Chewbacca costumes and prepare for the tundra. Prepare for Hoth. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think uh, Minnesota has been under, uh, it's been one of their colder winters, I believe, too, for the, for them. Yeah, it's been balls cold yeah. everywhere. It's just been a nightmare. It's been a frozen hellscape for the last few months across most of America. Yeah. Oh, God. I just miss the sun. We miss it. We saw it for a moment today. It was a glimmer. It was a glimmer. It was still f- frozen outside. Yeah. But there was, it was bright for five minutes. That's all we get in Western New York. If anyone wants to bring us to California for a while, that would be cool. Yeah, just sponsor us. Yeah. Sponsor our podcast by taking us on the road. We don't <laughs> want to put in any legwork. We're just going to be like, hey, just listen to us and... Um, we'll hang out. We'll do a podcast with you privately. Yeah. <laughs> Personalize That's it. it. That's it. Uh, nothing weird. We'll uh, help you build a swimming pool in your basement. <laughs> we've got we've got that sounds plans. way more creepy that does uh, you can help us fake our deaths because it almost seems like just a murder don't room. really murder us yeah it seems like a murder room the the basement it's got like <laughs> the it's got the lining so it's easy to wash you know it just seems like uh <laughs> i didn't think about that very see, yeah. i did i did kind of think about that show you use like chlorine which is like a bleach right uh-huh you're using that to sanitize no the water also kills blood drain it out so <laughs> But if you were if you were out and about and you saw what you thought was someone hugging a pillow, like I think I I don't know if I would necessarily call the police. I, I would also either. question my I would also question what I saw. Like why would it be a why would someone be hugging a pillow? Oh, I definitely see things out of the corner of my eye sometimes, and I'm like, of course that's what that was. And then I'm like, that's <laughs> didn't you? I I think this was you, and maybe it wasn't. Like you like we were talking once, and like how out of the corner of your eye. You thought someone was like in a marching band outfit or something? Yeah. That, right? Did that? Yeah. I don't remember which location that was, but that was definitely, yeah. I remember you're like, oh, it was so weird. Was it, was it's it at It's so work? confusing. Yeah. Because it happens to me all the time. Like, because I'm, I'm not really paying attention and uh, to people walking by me, but every once in a while I'll catch someone out of the corner of my eye and like, it's. You know, like I think someone's on stilts and they're just carrying a ladder. I don't understand. <laughs> like your your brain just takes that limited information and like just goes crazy with it. It goes yeah. up with a <laughs> Or someone walks a certain way and I was like, There goes Morticia Adams. I don't <laughs> what is Where do you work? This is a fun <laughs> what a fun place. You got people on stilts, Morticia Adams. <laughs> what the marching park. band goes by. <laughs> I don't know what happens, but it's like, it's, you know, my brain tries to like, all right, you have limited information. I'm going to fill this together. Fill this blanks. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, it reminded me of a time. This is different, but it reminded me of a time when uh, I went to the dentist and they gave me like a little card with like the next appointment on it. Right. And I put it in my pocket. And then when I got to the car, of course, the first thing I do after starting up the car is I take my phone out to see what, 
what has happened if anybody called while I was in the dentist and this card Someone has liked a new status. Yeah. I got to know what's going on. So this card, like I picked up my phone, this card like slid down the screen of my phone. Oh, I remember you telling me this. And I looked at it <laughs> and I thought that somehow the dentist had gotten like a screensaver on my phone reminding me of like when my next appointment was. I was so baffled for like longer than I should have <laughs> like five seconds. And I thought, how is this happening? Like, they don't know my number. And then I was like, and then the card like fell off and I was like, Oh, it was a card on the phone screen. <laughs> but like, then I had to like drive myself home. Like, am I capable of driving home? Like I, I don't understand how the world works. What sort of painkillers <laughs> did they give you at this appointment, Kevin? <laughs> That's true. There may have did been they some give painkillers. you a certain kind of gas. Was yeah. it, was it like the, the, like a, a a weird laughing gas or laughing like? gas. Yeah. <laughs> but I was like, what is going on? But that again, my brain, just made a wild leap without with very little information yeah and like holy shit am i stupid like <laughs> like this is bad am i stupid am i stupid <laughs> so then i hit siri like siri am i stupid and i explained what i just saw and then she said yes <laughs> straight to the point she didn't even say like let me research that nope. for you she knew right Here are away. some things that i found on the internet she'd been dealing with me for a few years now she was quite aware of my uh mental abilities <laughs> <laughs> so okay so it's i i guess okay so it's not a person but it could be a pillow so i don't know what that could be i know could it be a dummy a scarecrow it, it's mannequin maybe a mannequin was you know out what there. it is it's an escaped nun and her uh sack of goods <laughs> on the stick yeah. You're right. Just frozen in the tundra yeah. of Minnesota. Yeah. That's where she ended up. Joan. Yeah. Uh, or what if it was uh, like a, well, yeah, like a, like a store mannequin that could be like thrown out or something. <laughs> Just like recycled out. It's not even in the field. It's, it's like maybe on a sidewalk or something. That could be right. So maybe it's a mannequin that's like stuck in a dumpster. Right. But the snow covers it. So it just appears to be like a person kind of standing there or something. I don't know. You know, that old no doubt song, which one mannequin stuck in a dumpster. (laughs) That was my favorite. No doubt song. Yeah. (laughs) It was the, the, um, song that was just before the track trapped in a box you know what i mean yes. so it was like it, it was a real story that was told it was, a, it was a journey that you were taking on through the midwest yeah <laughs> no doubt i see <laughs> i see what you did there Thanks. i see what you did there yeah um yeah i i'm baffled by that okay so i imagine a mannequin stuck in a dumpster okay followed up by a possible scarecrow. A <laughs> possible scarecrow. Yeah. <laughs> I think, yep, those are my guesses. Okay. Those are good guesses, I think. So, Spin Doctors. Spin Doctors. So, yeah. So, Comedy Central is ordering a Spin Doctors biopic parody uh, after the, kind of after the success of Bohemian Rhapsody. So, it's kind of a movie like Bohemian Rhapsody, but it's all about the Spin Doctors, basically. Is it funny? Yes. Well, it's Comedy Central. Of course, it's funny. It's not always funny on Comedy Central. I feel like Comedy Central was funny, had the funny content at one time. It's not really my thing anymore. Well, Another Period was on there, and that uh, was my favorite thing. Yeah, And Drunk true. History. All right. You're, you're true. 
You're true, I said. I'm true. You are true. You are true. You know what they say about me, though? Little Miss can't be wrong. (laughs) So. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) listen i'm gonna drop some i don't know if i don't know if you know this about me but this is 100 percent true that many years ago i went to a concert and the opening act was the Spin Doctors. Uh huh. No, I take that back. The opening oh. band was the Screaming Trees. Uh huh. Seattle band, very underrated, had some great songs. Second band, Spin Doctors. Uh huh. Uh huh. Headlining band, are you ready for this? Hold on to something near you. Soul Asylum. No way. Yeah. No way. Yeah. No way. Darien Lake. Whoa. <laughs> they were at the Darien Lake, Ampi- <laughs> Darien Lake Amphitheater. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's dope. And they were good. The Spin Doctors were fun. I enjoy. I enjoyed the heck out of them. I only know their two songs. I think that's what all they really had with yeah. the two songs. Yeah, yeah, they made a career off the two songs. Uh-huh. Good for them. Most people don't write one good song. They had two. Uh-huh. Good enough. Yeah. Would you watch this? Spin Doctor's parody of Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. I would too. I think I would give it a shot. I would too. It's like, it seems like a good yeah. idea. Have you, we haven't seen, oh, I, I was going to ask you if you've seen Bohemian Rhapsody. I know you've not seen it. I haven't, no. I have not seen it, no. signed it either. I haven't signed it either. Do you have any desire to see it? Um, I, I, I think I do. I really like Queen. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're cool. I think they're cool. I don't know, I don't know a lot about them. I know their greatest hits and those are great. Yeah. Ist. Yeah. Um, it's won a lot of awards, so I guess that counts for something. Sure. Right? Sure. Critically um, acclaimed. Yeah. So I yeah, I'd watch it. Yeah, I would of too. Of course, yeah. Yeah, the the I don't know like I couldn't tell you what a name of a queen album is other other than greatest hits. Mm-hmm. Um and I've never listened to a, just a regular album of theirs, but you know I'd you, say that's my level of fandom, yeah. Yeah, but you can listen to a greatest like a greatest hits compilation of Queen would have 20 incredible like chart topping several hours of music yeah like not just like chart topping songs but also just like good like songs yeah like you could be it's it's, it's pretty incredible mm-hmm. i would have to say and uh no disrespect to the spin doctors but a queen greatest hits versus a spin doctors greatest hits i have a feeling that one cd is a lot longer than the other yeah so you're saying size does matter. Between these two princes, Kevin. Listen. <laughs> they adore you. <laughs> Go ahead now. <laughs> Listen, I can talk for hours about the spin <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> you look over, I'm wearing that stupid hat. Go ahead. <laughs> but those are the two songs, right? Two princes. Yeah. And then what was the other one? Uh, uh, Little Miss Can't Be Wrong. Little Miss Can't Be Wrong. Yeah. 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 That's it. Little Miss, Little Miss, Little Miss Can't Be Wrong now. Those are the words, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. Here's a question for you. 
So if it's a Spin Doctors parody, what? Uh, so it's just strictly parodying the Queen movie. Well, it's not so much a. It's a. It's a bio, like a parody of like a biopic, but it's about the Spin Doctors versus about Queen. Okay, so who would be cast in this? Um, Smash Mouth. Of course. <laughs> no other. Well, who could who could? Um, uh, I don't know what they look like. The Spin Doctors. Yeah. Well, let's take a look. I'm not really 100 percent sure. I remember the one guy had a dumb hat. I remember that. If you want to buy me flowers, just go ahead now. That was just a request from your wife. I hope that's cool. <laughs> There's a picture. Oh, that, that is a stupid hat. Yeah. I think I had a winter hat like that, didn't I? Didn't I, I used to have one in the car? Like yeah. a spare hat? Yes, you did. I had one also. Like a spare winter hat. Spin yeah. Spindoctory hat. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's... Spindoctory hat? Is that, yeah, that's what it was called. Yeah, it's called the spin... Yeah, sure. I went to the hat store. I said, give me the spin doctor, please. And they were like, here it is. They're like, oh, yes, yeah, so our most popular model for 1997. Uh-huh. Here you are, sir. Yeah, so Article 3, New York City open mic signups have leapfrogged 300% thanks to HBO's <laughs> crashing. Uh, so they've jumped 300%. That's, I mean, that's good. Um, so the, the HBO's crashing, inspiring lots of people to try stand-up for the okay. first time. Yeah, that's that's terrific. I'd, I don't know if New York City has quit the place that you want to start doing that unless that's all you have. <laughs> right. Like maybe if you're born there, you start there. Yeah. Or if you're born in New York City, do you move to like a smaller city and then move back to New York? I don't know. No, probably not. Why would you leave New York? I know. Why would you? If you're lucky enough to be born there, stay there. Yeah. Why would you ever go? It's Chances are you've already scooped up yourself a rent-controlled apartment, so... Right. <laughs> stay. Why leave? Like, I, I would imagine that like starting doing stand-up in a major... Like starting from scratch... Mm-hmm. In like a major hub of stand-up like New York, L.A. or Chicago. I imagine that would be probably not the best idea. Like you should probably start off somewhere else. Yeah. And then get to the, you know what I mean? Like that seems like a very daunting, you know, place to start. It's like moving to L.A. and never acting and be like, I'm going to be an actor now. People used to do it, I guess. Yeah, I guess they did. Right. That was a thing that happened at one point. Yeah. That's what everyone did. Right. Well, why don't we do it? Uh, I, do, do you support, uh, the idea that people would be inspired by this sort of show to try stand up for the first time? I do. I think they would, I think it, um, I think maybe someone that watches it, that's wanted to try it would see it and be like, well, I guess I could do that. And not like I, not that I could do it as far as I'm better than that, but like, oh, okay. Like it's not as scary once you see someone doing it, I guess it's, you know, take some of the mystique out of it or the scariness of it perhaps like you you think the show takes the scariness out of it yeah for someone that didn't for someone that wasn't for someone that was being held back by their own fear of it Uh watching that and seeing someone do it maybe i could try that like struggle through it you mean sure yeah yeah because i mean it's not easy no but i mean the show does make it seem easy though too so there's that as well like you know on that show pete holmes goes from Going to an open mic, and then next week he's on tour with Artie Lang. You know what I mean? It doesn't. It's, it's a very yeah. strange yeah. arc that doesn't normally happen. Right. Not to say it doesn't happen to some people, you know, but unusual. It's an unusual trajectory. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it. Um, no matter what you do, you have to put in the legwork, right? Um. So I think that it. Um. If it. 
I, I think that people may be trying it and then discovering, oh, wow, this is really hard, um, might have a learning experience in that way. And next time they go to a comedy show, they'll have like a little bit more, not that they wouldn't have had respect in the first place for a performer, but they would have like a little bit more of that um, audience awe mm-hmm. to know like, holy shit that's super hard right yeah a new like, appreciation for it yeah, yeah yeah absolutely yeah yeah i would agree with that yeah and then some people might try and be like holy shit i'm never doing that again yeah. <laughs> that was a huge mistake <laughs> and then some people that should say that and should think that don't and keep doing it <laughs> yeah well because they like it and that's fine yeah that's fine yeah yeah writing is hard Yes. Writing jokes is hard. Probably yes, it is. putting up a, a vul- vulnerable portion of you, uh, you know, that being your brain and the way you think, I think is probably very scary. That is. That is very tough. Mm-hmm. But uh, the instant gratification as... is probably outweighs that, right? Yeah, I would say. Like, like I'm no stand up expert. I mean, I have, I have done it, but uh, it's uh, the times where things don't go well at like a. At an open mic or so, or you try something for the first time, and it's uh-huh. like, and I and I have a a bit of a uh, a nice uh, added bonus of our of our wedded union is that you are a great kind of test audience too. Thank you. So there's a lot of times where I'm like, hey, check this out, and I'll do something, and you're like, what? That was awful. <laughs> so that saves me some humiliation sometimes. <laughs> not well, not because I you know a because I know you. Yeah. B because I have a degree in theater so i know what it's like to receive and give constructive criticism yeah. in a way that's not um harmful sure. so that it you know helps you um rethink maybe what your initial uh bud was in your brain right and uh yeah so i i mean i don't know anything about stand up myself other than the <laughs> loads and loads of of, of content i've been able to watch Mm -hmm. partly because of you Mm -hmm. you know um and also um because i also enjoy it now (laughs) and we're kind of uh uh, spoiled in buffalo there's a great scene here where there's a lot of good people yeah i enjoy watching perform Mm -hmm. and get even better uh so that's that's a lot of fun that's been a big probably the most fun part of yeah but um yeah, it's t- it really is tough. Like I definitely don't write enough. I don't get out enough. And that's my own uh, demon I have to battle. But I, my 2020, 2019 resolution was to get out more. But this year has not started off great as we've talked about. <laughs> Listen to a couple episodes back. We'll tell you why. <laughs> um, so it's been a, it's been a, a start. 2019 has not been a great year. 2019 so far. has started in March. <laughs> yeah, it really has. You know, January, February were uh, consumed with sadness. So, uh, yeah. Except it's been, for your birthday. And that except was it. for the birthday. But uh, yeah, it's been, it's been tough. So it's been, uh, we haven't been, I haven't felt in the most jovial of moods. Uh, this podcast has certainly helped a lot, mm-hmm. but um but yeah, it's, it's, it just hasn't felt right yet for me, you know, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, and so someone that is doing this professionally for a living, you have to just keep going. You have, yeah. right? you, the show must go on as they say. Right. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I could see people kind of getting like, Oh, I could do that. And then be like, Holy shit. Like that was a mistake. Like that was, that was very difficult. It is very tough to write jokes because everyone thinks they're funny and everyone, it, everyone can be funny. Right. I mean, there's, everybody's got their own sense of humor. Yes, and, and absolutely. Everything. But it is very hard to figure out, 
how do you take how you're interacting with people and you're making them laugh like in a at the office or at the, at a family dinner and how do you take that and somehow make it so it's under like that is uh, something usable to an audience that makes mm-hmm. them laugh it's that they're two very different things and it is very tough to figure that out yeah it's, it's, it's but it's fun to try to figure it out too yeah. at the same time yeah i um as a performer i always enjoy doing uh comedy but i also find it more difficult than dramatic stuff mm-hmm. because I, I always, i've heard that i think from people i it's funny because when i was in college it was always the opposite and i was like i don't think so i always thought comedy was more difficult because like you said, everyone has their own sense of humor. So I think that it's always more difficult to make an audience laugh and the writing could be great. But then if you don't hit that point, right. that, that comedic timing, yeah. it, then it's, it's not funny. The timing, or you might stumble on a word, you might mm-hmm. say the wrong word and it might throw you off too. Like, there's a yeah. lot of little things that could happen. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. I always thought comedy was a little bit more difficult. Um, and I, I think that's also why I really enjoy it too. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but people being inspired to try something new that maybe they were scared to do before or have had an interest in it. I assume that people aren't going to watch crashing unless they have an initial interest in stand up comedy. Plus there's all these little pockets of, uh, uh, insight to, you know, um, uh, the culture surrounding stand-up comedy. So like specifically in New York. So they focus a lot on the comedy cellar and how to get into that mm-hmm. and um, how you have to basically audition for that. And um, maybe uh, the sort of courtesy of how things go or um, sometimes there's pop-up guests that, you know, maybe someone who isn't as familiar with comedy um, may not know who that person is or why that's important. You know what I mean? But people who right. are going to be watching that show are probably people that already enjoy stand up and already know who those people are. Yeah. Um, but I think, yeah, whatever. I'm not reviewing crashing. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Welcome to crash pad, the crashing podcast <laughs> after show. <laughs> stupid. Uh, <laughs> no, what, what I was saying, not that. No, it wasn't. Stupid. <laughs> so Tiffany, one of these uh, headlines is actually a real story. Which one do you think it is? Let's go with the caller feared a deranged man. Okay. Let's go with it. Is that the real headline? It is, it is real. It's the real headline? You guessed it. This is from the Wichita Eagle. You know, Wichita, Kansas's number one newspaper. Oh, yeah. The, that's the state that doesn't listen to us. Yes. <laughs> caller feared deranged man hugging a pillow in the cold, Minnesota cops say. But it was no man. <laughs> a man was standing motionless in the Minnesota cold last week, and while he didn't have a coat on, he did have a pillow to hug. A concerned citizen in a Jordan, Minnesota neighborhood noticed a man and called the cops to request a welfare check on the adult male in need of possible assistance, according to a Facebook post by the Jordan Police Department. The caller certainly was not wanting to get too close, thinking, who is this deranged person standing outside in the cold hugging a pillow? police said on facebook always better to call the police they said Mm -hmm. so when responding officers got to the scene they found the man they were supposed to check on and it was no man at all well it wasn't a real man that is rather it was just a cardboard cutout of my pillow ceo (laughs) and inventor mike lindell police said (laughs) 
Yes, he was hugging a white pillow with his blue dress shirt and black pants. There's a picture of what the cutout looks like. (laughs) I can see why you would think that's a deranged man when it's so cold outside. Well, I mean, he is a former crackhead. No, I'm kidding. Uh, Come on. (laughs) These cardboard cutouts can sure look real from a distance, police said. MyPillow CEO shared the police department's February 28th Facebook post. Unreal, Lindell posted. (laughs) The pillow company is based in Chaska, Minnesota, which is about 10 miles north of Jordan, according to its Facebook page. Oh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's really funny. That uh, cardboard cutout didn't even cross my mind. (laughs) I I didn't didn't even imagine a picture. I just imagined something 3D. Right, right. Not just a, a photograph. Oh, that's the my pillow so guy. Funny, yeah. <laughs> that's very unexpected. Oh, that's good. That's so good. <laughs> I also want to point out, for the record, we do have one my pillow in the house, and it's okay. It's not bad. But I do want to point out, though, that we touched a Casper pillow at Target yesterday. We did. And I feel like I'm cheating on my pillow because I've been thinking about that pillow constantly. Yeah. It was so amazing feeling. It was so good. I would like a Casper pillow. I would love a Casper pillow. It was outstanding. I want to sleep on it. I do. So please, Casper, if you're listening, please send us two free pillows. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Well, that's our show this week, folks. (laughs) Thanks for sticking around. I hope you've enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, Check us out. What a treat we are. We are a treat. (laughs) We are an absolute delight. Uh, Check us out on Facebook at Fake Headlines Podcast and also on Twitter at Fake Head Pod. Also, you can follow us on Instagram uh, at Fake Headlines Podcast. Sometimes we uh, post things on there that we don't on the other social media sites. Um, and it's very silly. Yeah. Uh, what else? Oh, email. Yes. If you want to email us. Fake Headlines Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Um, and if you could, don't forget to give us a great rating on uh Apple Podcasts specifically uh, yes. is a really great place to leave us a five star or a, yeah. a really sweet review. Just write a quick review. Yeah. I like show. Yeah. Five stars. I like show. That's, that's all we need. That's all we need. You, that's you, all we need. Just say, um, maybe you could just say fun or. Me like audio program. Uh, great job. <laughs> um, and then just hit five stars. And that's then, um, yeah, that's it. That's all you have to do. Um, and also maybe you just like tell your friends. Like, yeah, and be like, hey, guys, I thought this is a s- silly little podcast. This husband and wife dealer made me laugh and uh, made me uh, spit coffee all over my keyboard. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Joe. <laughs> and if they say, I don't listen to podcasts, you go. Exactly. Exactly. Well, Tiffany, if you want to talk for hours. We'll come back here next week and do it all again. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Have a great week, everybody. Thanks. Bye.